Yo, what's good, everyone? Hope you're all staying blessed and having a great week. You're back with Visions right now. And yeah, this is a very special episode we've got here for you. We've got professional athlete Daniel Roberts with us today. 110-meter hurdler from the States. On top of getting the silver at the NCAA Championships and the gold medal at the Southeastern Conference Championships, the 22-year-old, who had an amazing 2019, has already been to the World Champs in Doha and won the Diamond League in Paris. So yeah, make sure you stay locked to some really, really valuable insight and advice. Enjoy. Fantastic. <laughs> oh my lord, what's going on guys? It's your boy JT, you're back with me. Des right here, and today we've got a very good guest. I want to introduce yourself, let the people know who you are, what you do. Yeah, set the scene for us, man. All right, so I'm Daniel Roberts. I'm a 110 hurdler for the United States. Uh, yeah, that's me. All right, so okay, so off the back, you already know that you're a professional athlete, and you know the whole coronavirus situation is going on, um, and America being like the place with the most cases and all that kind of stuff. How have you kind of dealt with this? Um, mentally not being able to like head out and train and having you know 2019 being a great year for you being able to go to world champs um win diamond league in paris like how is that how have you been able to deal with staying at home for so long um and not training um yeah it's definitely been hard man but you just got to find consistency where you can really that's what i've been yeah. trying to trying to do I mean sometimes it's hard because like you said we're at home all the time so trying to keep that motivation and keep the mind in the right place so that you can be consistent continue to work but yeah I mean just finding different ways to do things like I haven't really been going to the track like that as much but I've been doing a lot of jump rope and I feel like that's helped me a lot and I feel like that'll benefit me for the hurdle so just different things like that finding small little ways, things you can do at home that'll still get you right for when you're ready to compete. Okay, fantastic. Um, I was going to ask, so you went to Kentucky University, right? Yes, sir. So tell us a little bit of that, about that experience and, and kind of how that helped you progress your athletic career, some things that you learned there. Um, I know, I think Sydney McLaughlin went as well. Did you guys have a nice good rapport there? I know she's a, she's a Christian as well, so you probably have a good relationship, etc. Just talk a little bit about that. Bro, the University of Kentucky was the best decision I, I ever made in my life. It was it was great. Like the people, everything, everything, the things I've learned. I mean, I can't take the credit for the decision. Like I was praying about it for the longest, and then God just revealed it to me. That's where I was supposed to be. And I didn't really know why at first. Like, I didn't get a full scholarship from them at the time. Um, they didn't have a great men's team at the time. And then when I got there, the coach I was going to train with, he left. And then the next year, the head coach left. And then we get to my third year, get a new coach. I'm a junior. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do great things. I got a new coach. I don't know his style or anything like that. But then to have the year that I had, man, it's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, I met Sydney there. Um, yeah, it's great people, man. I trained with Kenny before, Kenny Harrison, you know who that is. I trained with Omar McLeod, trained with all these great people. Like, it's, it's crazy. Wow. But yeah, Kentucky was great experience, man. 
I loved it every second. So how have your relationships, just about having a great time, so how have your relationships, not only within the university, but with other athletes, such as your good friend Grant Holloway, how have they, how have they affected you becoming a better athlete and just improving day by day to become um, hopefully an Olympic and world champion? How have, you, how have they influenced you? How have they kind of bettered you as a person? They've definitely uh, influenced me a lot because just the fact that like I have people around me that are doing great things also. Like when you look at Grant, he's one of the best of the best. And you look at Sydney, she's one of the best of the best. You know, like all these people around me are doing great things. And I'm not trying to be in the back slacking. So I got to, <laughs> I just know every time I practice, every time I wake up, everything I do, I got to grind and go after it and right. strive for those goals that I have for myself. It's not, I'm not doing it for them. Like I have the goals in my mind for myself. When I'm striving for those and reach those, like it doesn't matter where anybody else is at. If I'm reaching the goals that I set in my mind, then I'm good. But yeah, that that you're surrounding your circle, the people that are influencing you, the people that are uh, pouring into you, is so important for your right. personal growth also. So yes. Yes. yeah. And it's amazing. And um, oh, yeah. then sort of. Okay, yeah, okay. I was just going to ask, um, how, what would you touch on it? Would you, how important would you say it is to have the right kind of people around you in regards to sort of your, your team in athletics, but also your friends, your family, those sort of things? How, how important is that in, in, in how it affects you mentally and in athletics, etc.? How important is it to have those sort of right people? It's, it's so important. I mean, us as humans, like, we were created, we weren't created to be alone, like, God didn't just create Adam or he didn't just create Eve. He created both of them together to live in harmony. So relationships is so important for life, for any human. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. Like, relationships are important. But the thing is, like, those relationships, depending on the person, can lift you up or can tear you down. They can hold you back or they can push you to jump forward in something that you might have been scared to do. But they know you can do it, but you just got to – you needed that extra push, you know. So – the people around you, man, it's so mm. important because we're humans. We're not perfect. We're not always going to be motivated. We're not always going to want to work out. We're not always going to run and do the right thing. Mm. But when you see the people around yeah. you, if they have a good day, if they, you have a bad day, they can lift you up, you know? So, yeah, it's so important, bro. So important. Amazing. Off of the back, like, to a more serious kind of tone, um, off of the back of all the events in America and stuff with George Floyd, uh, May so rest in peace, and other people like Breonna Taylor, um, Ahmaud Aubrey, um, how have you kind of responded to the racism, the like social injustice, and just lack of like value for other humans in America? And how do you aim to change that through the God-given talent that you've been um, gifted with through athletics and through uh, being an athlete? How do you aim to kind of change the narrative? Um, for me, something that has been so important to me that I feel like God has just really been like pushing in my heart for the longest has been just love loving people just showing God's love and that's yeah. and the word even says like they will know you as my followers by your love so yeah. I feel like that's the most important thing that I've been focusing on is if I can just show love to everyone no matter black white Hispanic Asian whatever it is yeah. if I show them the love that Christ showed me then like it doesn't matter how they treat me it doesn't matter what they do to me it doesn't matter what they think of me and their mind if they see that love, they, they love is colorless, but if they see you treating them with a true, genuine heart, like they're not gonna be like, 
oh, he's like, he's just playing. Like, you know, like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Like, like, just showing love at the end of the day, showing God at the end of the day is, is what's most important. So, yeah, I feel like that has been even more evident now that all these things have happened. Like, it hasn't really changed anything in my mind, but it's just kind of like pushed it even more. <clears throat> because, like you said, like, at the end of the day, we don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow next week and especially with all these things going on bro so mm -hmm. every day i'm just trying to love the best that i can that's fantastic that's amazing um next thing i was going to ask can you touch on um just your whole experience of doha um last year because there's going to probably be a few athletes that watch this and they're going to want to know what your experiences was like because there's most athletes dream of going to the world champs olympic games etc etc so just talk us through that whole experience um the good, the bad, and the ugly, whatever it is that you experience. Um, just as real as you can, because a lot of the time, with maybe with athletes, some athletes, they may not give always the, the such a clear fo photo as to what actually goes on in competition and things that happen, and they may put on a facade that, oh, this, this, this didn't affect me or this or that. Yeah. But I think it's important to always be truthful and real um, so we can help other people, because we, we don't, we're not helping anyone by not telling the truth. Not that you wouldn't tell the truth, but yeah <laughs> um yeah man i mean it was it was great experience for me but like i loved it i mean i don't know if it was just because it was my first uh like national yeah. team or what but it was great man. i loved every second of it like going over there being in the hotel with all the athletes that i used to look up to that you see on tv like seeing yeah. them and then seeing other countries walk around with their with their national gear on like it's it was great. That that part was great. Everything was great, man. It's just as far as like being in a hotel with all those people, like great people, I feel like that was really cool. Just like pretty much living with them at the end of the day, because we eat together. Um, we live. We have a roommate that's on our team. It might be a different event, but it was just cool to see the different like sides of people that you don't see on TV or you don't see just passing at a track. You know, we pretty much live together for a couple weeks so i feel like that that was a cool experience for me and then uh what else happened in the world team um the competition part i feel like for me i feel like what i thought it was going to be like it wasn't anywhere near as intense <laughs> as i was thinking <laughs> like i was thinking i'm gonna come up here and these cats are gonna be like so confident like so focused like but it wasn't like that. It was just like a regular meet. I mean, like, yeah. if you're there, then you deserve to be there. Like, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's not like these people are way ahead. I mean, it's different if you're going like Usain Bolt is over there, because obviously that's Usain Bolt. Yeah. But, <laughs> but nah, <laughs> like, like, just going into the meet, the, the warmth environment, all of it, like, I felt like I belonged. I felt like mm. I could hold my own. I felt like I could do my thing, you know. It wasn't. I don't know. I feel like going into it, I was thinking like, oh, this is the world championships. I got to be on it. Like, at the end of the day, yeah. it's, it's just a regular meet, just like any other meet you ran. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's okay. crazy, but world championships overall was great, man. I loved every second of it. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what advice would you give to young Christians who they may be in athletics, they may be in the music field? What advice would you give to them? in using their gift and talent the way you've used yours 
um, to try and get to these places and try and get these opportunities. The, the most important thing I have to say is just making God number one. Don't make your gift or your talent number one. So don't, honestly, don't love your blessing more than you love the blesser. So mm -hmm. just as far as, as far as that goes, like if God's number one in your life, bro, no matter what you do, it's going to, it's going to succeed. If you're doing it for him and with him, yeah. then whatever you do in your life, you're going to, I'm not saying you're going to succeed, but like it's going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Like you're not going to, you're not going to be out here struggling, you know, but at the end of the day, just keeping God number one, bro. Right. And yeah, using your platform to glorify Him, because that's that's what He's giving to you for. Everything that we have in life, at the end of the day, not necessarily for us. It's for us to bless someone else with that. So, yeah. Right. Brilliant. And what would you sort of say to non-believers that that may watch this? Because a lot of the time, there's many Christians in the world, but there's also a lot of non-believers who have, may have their different reasons for, for not believing in Christ. But what would you sort of say um, to those kind of non-believers? I would say that God loves you no matter what you've done in the past, no matter who you think you are, no matter how far you think you are off, God's love surpasses all of that. So, I mean, that's all I can say. I <laughs> definitely um i would next kind of say did you ever did you envision yourself being at this point today because most of us we grow up we have dreams we have something that we want to achieve something we really want to do when you were young did you kind of say to yourself oh i, I want to be the best handler in the world i want to win the world champs win the olympics i want to get sponsored all of that stuff were these all things that you feel you were predestined to do predestined uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, growing up, like, like when I was really young, originally, like, I was football. Like, that was my main thing. I started football in third grade, and I didn't start track until, like, sixth grade. So, football is my thing. Like, I was going to be in the NFL doing my thing, busting it up. But, <laughs> and then, like, when I transitioned to, like, wanting to be a professional athlete in track and field, um, my goal has always been to be an Olympic gold medalist. So I haven't reached that goal yet. So I'm still, that's still the dream. I mean, this mm -hmm. is, this is all just part of the process, but it's great. Like I'm pro now, I'm a step closer, but it's just mm -hmm. another step mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So I just got to step by step into where I'm trying to be, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's amazing. But to answer your question, as far as like predestined, um, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, really. <laughs> I mean, this is what I love to do. I couldn't really see myself doing anything else. Mm -hmm. The only thing I love as much as I love track is music. So, okay, okay. And let the people know what type of music. music you into. You already know I need my '60s Motown playlist, bro. My Wonder, my Supremes. You know, I I gotta bump it all the time, bro. That's what's up. That's good. That's good. Um, two questions to kind of jog on from that. Like, this, this one's just a small one. In the warm-up areas of competition, say Diamond League, World Champs, whatever, et cetera, et cetera, you allowed headphones. You allowed to kind of listen to your music as you warm up, et cetera, and do as you do. Yeah. Uh, that's just a wonder. Because here in, in, here in Britain, um, people that watch they are going to know. Um, well, 
in, on the smaller scale competitions, age group, etc., you're not allowed to have any music. In. Um, so I wondered if that was like a, a worldwide rule at the, in these bigger competitions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, well, at some at some meets, like in college, when I was in college, sometimes you're not allowed to. It just depends. Like I'm, I mean, I've only been to a few pro races, but the ones that I've been to, we've been allowed to uh, have music. So okay, okay. Um, and what was your experience in when you came to London and competed in the Diamond League? Did you did you like it here? What did you think? Oh yeah, how did the man, race go? London was cool, man. The race was trash, but the London was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I think I got like fourth that race. Bro. It was really like it was such a bad race. It might have been the worst race of like the whole year. I don't okay. know what it was. I don't know if I just like didn't recover fully from the travel or what, but it was so bad. Like, and then the next meet, like a few days later, I win Paris. Like. I don't know what was going on. But the race oh wow! Was, so you were just you were just traveling in Europe, really? You went from yeah. London to Paris, like you you yeah. got a real nice. You, I ran uh, I ran in Birmingham. I ran in Birmingham, and then we left the next day, and then I was in Paris for like maybe two days, and then I ran over Paris. So I, I don't know. I think it had to be the travel or something, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> I ran London so air. bad. <laughs> I ran so bad in Birmingham. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Wow, that's a quite a a big track over here. Um, they hold this huge event called English Schools, um, and a lot of the the best athletes in the country that are obviously in school go there to compete. So it's quite a memorable track. They've actually knocked that track down now as well um, yeah. to make space for the um, the Commonwealth Games in twenty twenty two. They're going to rebuild it completely, which is amazing. All right, so like, what's your biggest career moment so far? Because we've seen you on the come up, and now it's like. Obviously, you still got a lot left to give, and you're still like aiming for the top. But what's been the most memorable moment of your career so far? The most memorable would have to be, I'll say, that NCAA final at the mm. at the NCAA championships, man. Because that was the whole environment, the fact that it was me and Grant there, like we been battling all year, like all yeah. the energy led to that one moment, and it just it was so big, like it was such a historical moment. Like I don't. I don't think I'll ever like feel that way again. Happy. Like, yeah. It was it's wild, bro. I can't even explain it. Like we were at the starting line, and like, it was dead silent. And then you just see the whole crowd just stand up. Like I, I saw them stand up, bro. My heart was beating so fast. <laughs> it was wild, man. But yeah, that's definitely definitely a moment I'll probably remember for the rest of my life. And then having my brother Grant right there with me, though, like it's crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, do you, do athletes then the pro athletes? Are you guys all quite good friends on the circuit, or is it sort of like, um, is there any sort of like rivalries, or do you, or do you just all kind of gel quite well together, etc.? Because we have no way of knowing. <laughs> I mean, isn't I that think, much coverage. I think for the most part, everybody's pretty cool. I mean, me, I, I think I'm cool with everybody. So, but that's just me. Like, I don't know how everyone else is, but for the most part, I've never seen any like beef or whatever or anything like that so i think i think pretty pe people are pretty cool most hurdlers are pretty cool that i know anyways most of them <laughs> so amazing yeah no that's good that's really good yeah so going forward like what is the ultimate vision for daniel daniel roberts what is the vision in the next five years tops five years um in terms of like olympic aspirations just in general, life, relationship, aspirations, what's, what's, what's the vision, what's the plan? All right, I'm going to start it off 
five years. I gotta have, I don't wanna say I got to have, but I would like to have a lady, man. I, I like to have a Missy <laughs> Roberts with me, bro. <laughs> so that for sure. And then, I mean, also just doing what I still doing what I love to do. Like right now, I love track and field so much. So I want to still have this feeling for what I'm doing. I don't want like media or all the other stuff to like make that go away. I want to love what I do. So I want to yeah. still feel that. I want to be inspiring people across the world. I want to soon be producing music, doing hey. stuff like that. All right. oh. Love to do that. I started doing stuff with that. I mean, obviously, I'm just starting, so I ain't going to be showing y'all. But, like, down the road, man, I want to be doing something like that. Like, just things I love to do. Yeah. Go and find God through it all, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes, that's what's up. Sweet. Yeah. I would then go on to ask, because on the first bit you said about having a lady. Um, What would you say are the kind of the main things that you want to see or or your lady kind of not has to have but would should have or you would like them to have what, what kind of qualities well first and foremost you gotta be a believer you know gotta love the lord i feel like that's Amen. that like that's a given like if like we can't i don't know because when it comes to well for me when i think of dating like i'm not gonna date someone just to date i'm like mm. looking for someone that i could see to be my wife Mm. And then yeah. I feel like being married to someone like you can't have two different beliefs. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Can, yeah. And they believe something else. Like it doesn't work. But that's first and foremost. I just want someone with a just a kind heart, man. You know, okay. giving, loving, because that's at the end of the day, that's all we're called to do. Just love, love God and love others. If we do that, everything else will be cool. So yeah, man. Not, I mean, I guess. The list not too strict, but those are two of the most important things in my life, and I feel like that should definitely be important for the life of someone that I'm gonna pursue. So, fantastic! No, that's that's amazing. Uh, my next qu- kind of question would be: What would be your best advice to sort of hurdlers and athletes in general? Because I know probably a lot of hurdlers are gonna tune in and and watch this. So, what kind of advice would you say to them um, that are trying to come up and possibly get to the sort of stage where you're at? Um, for me, hurdles and life go hand in hand, bro. So if you can be a good hurdler, you can be good at life. All right. So, <laughs> so, so your mind, your mental is a lot more important than you think I could at first. Mm, because yeah. being a hurdler, being a track athlete in general is, I say, at least 80% mental. Mm. And then, after you get past the mental aspect, it's just consistency, yeah. which is right. also played into the mental. So yeah. it's it's so mental, man. If you can keep mm. mentally strong, then your body can be strong, physically strong. You can do more than you think you can do. So mental strength, consistency, I say, is key. Not and I'm I'm talking about the hurdles, but at the same time I'm talking about life. So like consistency <laughs> in life is key, bro. If you can be consistent, you can be great at what you do. But at the same time, it's consistency is only gonna go up to the level of your work. So if yeah. you're being consistent with just like doing one run a day, I mean that I guess that'll help a little bit, but you gotta be consistently like working, but also rest at the same time. Yeah. Have time for your body to recover. So yeah, man, consistency, mental strength, 
can't be afraid, bro. That's life good. That's and hurdles. Life and hurdles. You always got to attack the things that come at you, man. Because right. at the end of the right. day, like, we're humans. It happens to everybody. So mm. it's only how you react that's going to make you different than everybody else. Definitely. And what would you say, because um, for most athletes, the big goal is always to get like a sponsorship, some of the brand, you know, et cetera, et cetera, because it's, um, it's quite a nice thing it's, it's to have a brand that believes in you and obviously getting paid, et cetera, et cetera. So what would you say to kind of young athletes that are, that are kind of looking for something like that? Would you, in terms of some tips on how to approach it or the attitude to have, because a lot of times athletes, they, they really, they really want to get it, et cetera, et cetera. So what would you kind of give insight into what that experience was like was like for you and the brand you signed with and that kind of process i feel like if your goal is to get a sponsorship then your professional career is going to be very minimal or average because once you get the sponsorship your goal is already met like that's you got a sponsorship and you're just you'll have it for a few years but then if you keep playing game they might take your money a little bit. So I feel like don't focus on the sponsorship. That's just a that's just a stepping stone. That's just a part of the process. Focus on your ultimate goals, the Olympics, the World Championships. Don't even focus so much on the time. Just focus on being your best every day. If you're getting if you're doing your best every day, you're gonna improve. And like I said, the consistency. Just continue mm. doing it. Watching film, watching other pros do what they do even like training clips just trying different things you know mm. and then like and then also just the spiritual part just staying connected mm. with god yeah knowing that you're going in the right direction doing what you're supposed to be doing because like at the end of the day if this isn't your calling then god can never really bless you the way that you can be blessed if you was doing what you were called to do so 100 mm. percent. that's incredible um yeah, tell the people who you, if they, they can probably see from your hat, your, who are you side with? Side with good old Nike, man. How long has it been? What, is, what has that been like? Um, yeah, what, how, what's, that, what's that sort of process like? Um, it's like? been probably around a year now. Like, I think almost exactly a year. It was probably around mm. the time. I can't remember. But, I mean, yeah, it's been cool. Um, yeah, they sent me my gear. I get to run in. That was the coolest part, just getting the gear, really, like, seeing yeah. all the <laughs> my house, bro. I was like, dang, I'm really a Nike athlete. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's wild to think about, bro. Because you think about it, like, it's like, like, Michael Jordan was a Nike athlete, bro. Like, yeah, like, you're sharing the same Nike. brand with these greats. Exactly, yeah. bro. Like, it's crazy. Serena Williams is a Nike athlete, bro. Like, it's, it's wild <laughs> to think about. But it's just cool, man. It's humbling to see just the, the way – God continues to bless me, man. Mm. Just the the different. Oh, it's it's wild, bro. I can't even put it into words. It's, yeah, it's all been yeah. such a blessing. This past year has been crazy, man. I'm Definitely, so yeah. From such a young age as well. I think what are you twenty two? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Having got got a sponsorship deal, having been to a world champs, having won diamond league races, like coming straight out of college, going straight to that pro and, and having success you've had, it's really, truly a, bless, a blessing. Um, and I know you've got a very long and illustrious career um, ahead of you, which is amazing. And I know you're going to be able to do some many more things, which is fantastic, which then kind of leads me to ask, what is, um, who are the main sort of hurdlers or athletes from beforehand that kind of inspired you? Um, 
Well, one, I say Eric Merritt for sure. Obviously, he's a world record holder. Mm -hmm. But when I saw him, it was just like he wasn't like huge. Like I've always been like the smaller guy out there hurdling, you know. So I saw him, and he was that guy kind of. He was smaller, not as like tall as some of the like six three, six four, like the huge ones that you see hurdling. So that inspired me. Not even the fact that he was a world record holder, just the fact that he was like closer to my size. So I was like, dang, I can really do this, you know? So Aries Merritt, um, Alan Johnson, of course, he was just so, he was shorter too also. He's probably about the same height as me, six feet, I think. Mm. But um, yeah, he was just so aggressive. Like he did, it didn't seem like he was ever afraid of no matter who he's running against, just attacking, just running, just doing his best. That inspired me a lot with him. Um, Darren Robles, man, just the smoothest hurdler like ever, bro. Like flawless almost. Mm. It looked like he's it looks like he's jogging through him, but he's going so <laughs> fast. Like it's crazy. It's really crazy. Like there's so many people. Lu Zhang, his form. Oh um, yeah. That's amazing. So what what was your favorite ever hurdles race to watch? I, I remember watching London twenty twelve. That was a very, was very was um, tense race. Like every that was even the the heats and the semis because there, there was just so many good hurdlers yeah. at that champs and seeing them go through the rounds and just breeze through the field so easily, yeah. all in separate races and then the build up to the final. It was just amazing. So that was mine. What was yours? I mean, I had to say the world record race, bro, because I've, I've seen it so many times, like, <laughs> yeah. and it, it, just watching the the distance he puts between, like, him and everyone else, yeah. it's just wild to me, like, in a hurdle race, like, you're almost five yards ahead of everyone, like, that's not normal in a pro race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I love watching that race. I've seen, I can't tell you how many times I've seen it, but, yeah. That's fantastic. That's brilliant. Yeah. JT, final, you got any more, man? Yeah, my final question was, was obviously this has been really insightful, but like what two pieces of advice would you give any young person, any young athlete specifically, um, coming up? Just any two pieces of advice that you've taken away for yourself that you give to other people. You're only as good as you believe you are. That's one. Um and do it for you, man. Don't do it for anybody else. Don't do it for the money. Don't do it for the fame. Do it because you love doing it. So, I feel like if you do those two things, you can be you can be great. Go. Let's go. You let the people know um, what the sort of whereabouts system is and, and sort of how it works because there's been a lot of stuff going around in, in, in the media and stuff like that. And some athletes may not necessarily know how it works. I myself want to get more informed on what it is, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a system just set up so that, like, the sport itself will be clean. You won't have athletes, uh, like, using doping or all that stuff to kind of get an edge. But we, as far as how it's used, we have to, like, put in, like, our address and everything. Uh, we have to pick a time that we're, like, pretty much required to be at that address. Um, if you travel, you gotta put in, or you're staying that address, or like meets, all that kind of stuff. It's a lot, man, it's, it's very easy to get kind of behind. If you just forget like one day, like you, you're leaving, or if you just go out of town. I say I wanted to just go chill for the weekend in like Tennessee or something, and I just forgot 
to put it in and then they came to my house like I don't know it's just a lot of things that I feel like can be done differently but it's there for a good reason and I mean I'm not worried I'm not out here trying to cheat or nothing but I'm saying like as far as for the athletes that are trying to do it the right way I feel like there's probably a better way to get it done but I don't know we'll have to figure that out one of these days okay okay wow that's interesting that's cool. Yeah. Well, on on that note, yeah, I think you've answered pretty much every single question. Um, I just personally want to thank you for for like, everything behind the scenes as well. Um, having spoken to you and and kind of answering my questions and just being being just a great person. Um, I've tried speaking to certain athletes over here in my home country, haven't quite been able to get through to them. So it's kind of refreshing to know that there's people out there that are willing to help to help me in and talk to me. Um, so. Thank you very much for that. And also, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's, it's amazing to have um, an athlete of your caliber here on, on the page. And um, I'll be praying for you and, and hopefully look forward to seeing you in many more champs and meeting you hopefully soon in the near future. Yeah. And yeah, wish you nothing but the best and yeah. more and more success. Thank you guys, thank you guys for having me, man. It's been, it's been a blessing. It's been a pleasure on here chatting it up with y'all, man. Yeah, amazing. So yeah. Oh yeah, feel free to drop your socials. Let the people know where they can find you. Oh yeah, it's that Rise of D Rob R I S E O F D R O B. So check me out. Yes, oh. fantastic. All right. Well, thank Peace you out, guys people. so much for listening. You guys know that this guy is def- definitely destined for greatness. Thank you so much, Daniel, for coming on and dropping gems and like attaching those two things of Christianity and sharing love with you know your talent, your gift. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing some knowledge with us. And yeah, it's been JT. And Des. And yeah, love and kindness, man. Sweet. Jay Glad Music. tracks today.